You're listening to the Today's Conveyancer podcast, the leading source of information for residential property lawyers in England and Wales. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todaysconveyancer.co.uk. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Hello and welcome along to the latest Today's Conveyancer podcast. This week I'm joined by Mustafa Hassan. Mustafa is a consultant partner at Taylor Rose MW and is part of the growing number of conveyances and uh, other legal practitioners who have moved towards this consultant model of employment. And the subject of the podcast today is to talk a little bit about the consultant model, understand a bit more about some of the practicalities and explore what perhaps a, a day in the life of a consultant solicitor looks like but really appreciate you joining the podcast Mustafa. No absolute pleasure thanks for having me David. Probably worth at the outset just telling us a little bit about uh, who you are and um, your, your background as well what uh, what you've sort of done previously. Sure um, so my current role as a consultant partner is in the uh, residential conveyancing and commercial property departments uh, I qualified um, as as a as a property lawyer, uh, probably doing mainly uh, commercial property and high net worth uh, residential uh, conveyancing, uh, and from that it's just uh, grown uh, quite well whilst being at Taylor Rose uh, as a consultant, and, and we'll go into a lot more detail on, on how that's grown. I think. Well, what's what's your uh, post qualifying experience? So I'm eight years PQE. Uh, I joined, joined Taylor Rose about eight years ago, so I was very, uh, quite junior uh, when I joined Taylor Rose, which was very unusual at the time. So have you worked in-house before? Previously, um, I was in a boutique firm in, in Knightsbridge, uh, got some very good training in uh, residential commercial property law, um, and it really stood me in good stead to, to become a consultant. So go back eight years which is an awful long time ago, this, when, when you consider that the consultancy model sort of was in its infancy at that point, what was it that really drew you to it at, at that point in your career? Uh, there were various elements. Um, one, being part of a, a growing firm, a very ambitious firm, was one, something that really uh, attracted me to it. And then on, a, on the personal side, it was more, I wanted the flexibility and more responsibility of the work I was doing, the clients I was working with, um, and really to grow myself as a lawyer, uh, I, I felt that was really important, something I really wanted to deal with. So let's drill into some of the practicalities of a day in the life. How, how does being a consultant lawyer work when it comes to, for example, your, your professional indemnity insurance? Talk to us about uh, how, how you're kind of covered and, and what level of cover that provides. Sure. So uh, part of the um, consultancy arrangement that I have with Taylor Rose, um, consultants are covered within the uh, indemnity provided by Taylor Rose. So they they very much have their policy in place and we're, we're covered through that uh, on the work we do um, via Taylor Rose. So very much it's not something we need to look into ourselves. Um, it's, it's very much covered by Taylor Rose. And does that include things like uh, cyber security insurance? I was at a conference last week where cyber security is a, a real challenge, particularly for conveyances. 
Yeah, so it's an all-encompassing um, indemnity policy, I guess, in terms of our perspective as a consultant, uh, very much the compliance side, uh, whether it's cybersecurity um, or, or professional indemnity on the work we're doing, very much covered by the firm. So as a consultant, uh, a lot of our uh, concerns are, are eased in that sense where we're here to do a job in terms of the, the legal work we do. Uh, and a lot of the compliance is covered by by Taylor Rose. And then how does it work, for example, from a, a marketing and, and brand point of view? You talked about the fact that you had your, your practice in Knightsbridge and that stood you in good stead. But, you know, how much involvement do you have in your own marketing activity and, and, and winning new business and new clients? Uh, so I think it's, it's changed quite a lot over the years. Um, Certainly when I joined, there was a big focus on consultants bringing their own work uh, and doing a lot of their own networking, uh, marketing, business development, which is very much something I did when I joined Taylor Rose. Um, again, just going off the back of, I really wanted to be in control of the the, the level of work uh, and the clients I wanted to work with. It's grown significantly over the years where Taylor Rose has uh, put a lot of um, effort, uh, a lot of focus on uh, business development and marketing. We now have um, quite a large department which solely focuses on the marketing side and branding. As a consultant now, we can dip in into that work which comes in. So we'll have consultants join now that uh, maybe don't quite have the following that um, a consultant who's been like myself for eight years, I've got my own following. They can dip into the Taylor Rose uh, back office uh, and, and and work off a lot of the instructions that uh, Taylor Rose benefits from. And we'll come on to fees shortly, but presumably there's a uh, there's additional fees for dipping in and out of the marketing activity? Uh, I believe so. Again, it's not something I personally look to deal with just because of, of what I've wanted to do and have built over the number of years. Uh, but there is uh, scope to get, to get work. And what about technology? So, you know, one of the benefits of working for a big firm I suspect is that you have access to the technology that's right so again we as part of our consultancy arrangement uh, we have full use of the Taylor Rose systems whether it's uh, IT benefits uh, accounting uh, a whole wide range of uh, uh, practical law and LexisNexis systems and and uh, websites which a lot of lawyers would would benefit from uh, by being part of a large firm. I think we, with the smaller firms, you may not get that, but Taylor Rose are more than accommodating in that respect. So in terms of a day-to-day -day working as a consultant, I've got everything I need from Taylor Rose um, to allow me to do my job effectively. It's it's almost like a franchise. Is, is that a fair sort of description or, or am I wider the mark? No, it, it could be seen as that. I mean, we work... Uh, Whilst we are consultants, we are independent in that respect. We are very much working under the Taylor Rose brand. If you're a client looking at it, you probably wouldn't know any difference. Um, it's very much on the back back office side of what the arrangements are, whether you're an employee um, or a consultant. But the, the work we deliver just has to meet Taylor Rose's um, requirements, service levels. That, that will never change. You've you preempted my next question, actually, there, Mustafa. So you're you're tied to delivering uh, a service at an agreed service level agreement of, of some description with with uh, with Taylor Rose. In essence, I think in any firm you go to, 
Um, the minimum that is required of any lawyer, whether they're consultant or employee, is uh, is a very high level of quality. Clients need to be happy. We need to be doing what we're doing uh, on the legal side, but as well as compliance. I think that will that will always be in place and, and quite rightly so. Should we talk a little bit about your clients then? You suggested, obviously, you, you've built up your following. You've you brought some clients with you. Who, in inverted commas, owns the client and the client relationship? So very much the clients I bring in are, are my own. Uh, if I was to leave Taylor Rose, um, the agreement is very much those clients will, will follow me as clients I've brought in. Uh, of course, if I'm working on um, files or clients of the firm, uh, they will remain with Taylor Rose. Uh, which I, I think is a very fair uh, arrangement. And in terms of, let's say, feedback, for example, how is that monitored and measured? Is is that something that you can implement yourself? Or again, is that something that is kind of firm-wide? So it is monitored. It all, it, it all forms part of um, sort of the audit and monitoring that we go through as a firm. Again, level of service is paramount. It's for, you know, uh, benefits of firm, benefits the consultants, um, so we're regularly audited uh, in terms of our, our day-to-day files. Obviously, we're looking at increasing our positive feedback and, and internet awareness um, and exposure. I think that ties also in with, with the reputation, not of just of the firm, but for the consultants as well. Um, we're very much looking at enhancing as much positive feedback as possible, uh, and that come that can come directly to us. And then when it comes to charging which is a an increasingly challenging point for conveyances are you free to set your own fee levels again do you have to kind of fall in line with a preset level of, of fees that uh, uh, that that taylor rose dictate within reason we are uh, free to charge what we want i think when you're looking to get a quality service out there there are parameters where I think any conveyancer, any lawyer would would look to bill. And so whilst I've never been said I must bill within this figure and that figure, uh, there's a sort of unwritten rule or or general fees which we're looking to to charge per file. And are those fees then linked to your remuneration effectively? Yes, so the remuneration for consultants is on a percentage basis. So, you know, if we bill X, we will take Y. I guess everybody wants to to earn a, a reasonable, reasonable amount, depending on you know uh, the effort they're putting in. I think that's where the consultancy program really works. Where you know if people really want to maximise their earnings, uh, and if that's reflected in the quality of work, it, it's just a, a really clear, transparent way of earning. You selected to be a consultant, as you say, because you wanted more control over, I guess, over your sort of work-life balance. Is, is that how it, it's worked for you? Are you? Do you sort of find that you've got some more work-life balance that you might otherwise have? Within reason, I think as a consultant, we are free to set our working day, really. You find a lot of consultants will balance their their, their working day or working week accordingly. Whether, whether that's in terms of personal requirements, children, families, etc., um, or even in terms of holidays. I think most consultants are actually taking more holidays than they did as an employee just because they can. They're, they're more 
uh, at ease and it's a bit easier to manage their day-to-day workload if they know they're going to be, be away for, for a period of time. It's very easy to you know, wind down your workload if you, if you want to do that or continue it and work with the other consultants uh, to arrange cover. So it's very much what you make of it as an individual consultant. I guess some consultants choose to work more and take less holiday. Um, others are a bit more controlled onto the level of instructions they take. So it's a very much an independent consultant by consultant basis, how and how they structure their, their working week. And it sounds as though there's a, a community, you, you just said there about the fact that perhaps you could bring in another consultant to support if, for example, you were going on holiday. Is that is that fair? Very much so. Uh, you, you'll find a lot of consultants willing to, to help each other um, on the understanding that in, if, you know, if they're going to be away, the chance of them getting work done is minimal. Um, so there is very much a community feel uh, where if I'm off, I know there's two or three other consultants who will step in to cover me and vice versa. I will cover them. Uh, it, it is a very easy, again, transparent uh, way of working. I guess ultimately, though, you're a, a business owner. So you get out of this what you put in. You still have to submit your taxes at the end of the year. You still have to work as hard as, as you might if if it were your own business or it is in effect your own business. Yeah, that's correct. I think uh, you do see, I've seen it personally, when uh, individuals will make the transition from employee to consultant. Uh, I think where there's that bit of fear that you haven't got the regular salary to fall back on, you're in control. You you will know how much earnings you will get for the current workload you have within reason. It is managing your own business, managing your finances. Uh, very much the first few months of uh, a consultant joining that's probably the more difficult period on the basis that most people don't have a, a full working uh, caseload to, to bring with them. Like you said, it is a business. It's, it's managing what you've got, your your instruction levels. And it's, it's something that is, I think, continuously on the consultants' minds. Where is their work coming from? How regular is the work? Um, do they need to take on extra staff to assist them? It is very much a, an independent business that that we take so as part of your role as a consultant you can actually bring on staff into what is in effect your own business uh that is correct i've myself take taken that route um just where fortunately instruction levels were 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 quite strong early on in my consultancy um to a point where i needed some assistance in various forms whether it's um, as a legal assistant or other uh, solicitors, fee earners, uh, and it's grown uh, over the eight years that I've been here. And are they employed by you or then sort of as part of the consultant programme by Taylor Rose? It's very much uh, um, a contractual relationship between myself and what I call sub-consultants that work with me. So there's no direct legal relationship between my sub-consultants and Taylor Rose. They fall under my consultancy. So uh, their financial package is dependent on me and what agreement we have it has been employees sometimes again it, it's on a consultancy basis it, it depends what works for for each individual really and then how does that impact 
you in terms of some of the employment regulations that sit around that? Do you have to provide like a pension scheme? Do you have to provide insurance cover and, and all that kind of uh, all that kind of stuff? That's correct. If if you if I was to take on employees uh, as I have done in the past, uh, very much the laws um, and financial structure around uh, an employer would would kick in. Workplace pension, um, employers' liability insurance, they would kick in. So it could potentially become sort of quite complicated and convoluted if you're a consultant with Taylor Rose, but then have this sort of almost separate company that that springs out from that. Uh, I wouldn't say it was too complicated, to be honest. It's something, as I said before, I think on an individual basis, if that's what the consultant wants to do and, and the model that they're working towards, again, it's just something which which happens quite often, I think. Uh, it depends on the individual consultant, really. And presumably, you'd be responsible for things like uh, file auditing and, and all that kind of business of your employees. Correct. As the lead consultant, is very much uh, my responsibility. Who works on the files uh, under my supervision? It's really interesting. And we could probably talk about some of the ins and outs of this for, for most of the rest of the day. But I'm quite interested. You talked about the flexibility that it, it provides as a consultant. What does a, a typical day in the life of a consultant look like or or is there no typical day if you want to go off um the majority of consultants it would be very much similar to what an employee has day to day uh you're running your files a consultant i think has a bit more flexibility in terms of time management uh so you'll find a lot of consultants may log on early in the morning do what they need to and they may have breaks in the day maybe work maybe finish a little bit earlier but then log on later at night in the evening uh, to catch up on emails, uh, any drafting that needs to be done. Whereas I think the difference with an employee is is very much um, more focused on uh, time limits. So obviously you have your start time, your finishing time, whatever's in your contract as an employee. But really the day-to-day is very similar. Um, We are lawyers, we're here to, to run files, work with clients. We understand that the general working hours in any uh, profession is is set um, and the consultants will very much work around that uh, to keep the clients happy um, and ensure that what they need to be done does get done. I mean it's a fascinating subject and I think you've given us a real insight into it. The, the structure of a consultant is as I said very transparent. Um, the minimum that is ex- expected is to deliver quality service to your clients. I think being a consultant uh, gives the individual a bit more room to deliver that in a little bit more of a different way. Whereas you're not limited to the rigid structure of a nine to five, let's say. My personal feeling is when an individual has got a bit more flexibility, motivation goes up, productivity goes up um, and quality goes up. I've certainly seen that not just for myself, but many other consultants that we work with given what's happened in society in the last few years i think very much the traditional working in office nine to five you don't really see that too often i don't think anymore and i think the consultancy model just fits in really well with that to give people the choice of how they want to work i think is very important and i I think it is very uh, innovative and i think it's going to be a lot more not just in law, but I think various other professions uh, is going to be a lot more familiar uh, in the years to come. 
Well, here's a question for you then. Given that employers have got to be more flexible in the new normal, does that mean that the consultancy model is no longer as relevant because you're going to get that flexibility in an employed role? No, I wouldn't agree with that entirely. I still think there is far more flexibility with consultancy on the basis that we are self-employed. And I just think the comparison from that to a flexible employee role, uh, they will get closer together, I think, uh, but still very much more flexible as a consultant than an employee. I sense I'm talking to the converted if I ask that question. You obviously find it hugely beneficial to be in the position that you're in and to have done it for eight years is is a real credit to you. Do you see that given the experience that you've had, you could either go on and set up your own firm or do you see that actually it gives you an opportunity to go into a, a firm at a higher level in an employed role at some point in the future? I think from my personal experience, it's gone far better uh, and far more successful than I had anticipated at the start. I think a lot of that is just from progression as you grow, uh, not just as a as a lawyer, but personally, uh, it, it's something I've really enjoyed as well as something that's it's it, it's gone well. In, coming back to your question, do I feel I'd want to set up my, my own law firm? Honestly, no. Uh, I think a lot of the compliance that comes in nowadays uh, is very time consuming. And I think if I was to take that route, it would detract from what um, I'm perhaps better at rather than focusing my energy on on, on compliance uh, side of things. And in terms of going back into employment in a higher level, again, I think uh, across the board, it's something some individuals may wish to do that. I personally, at this point in time, probably wouldn't do that. Again, it just comes on to the fact that I'm very happy in what I'm doing. I've got the flexibility to make a few changes and and how my, I and my team like to work. Uh, I've had plenty of uh, approaches to go back into uh, an employed position at, at higher levels. Uh, again, it's just not something uh, I'd like to explore. Uh, I'm very happy in what I'm doing. Hopefully long may it continue. I just wanted to say thank you very much indeed for joining the podcast. It's been really interesting to drill into this whole consultancy model because we're seeing it increase in prevalence in conveyancing. Firms like Taylor Rose, uh, Setfords um, and a number of others are also looking to adopt uh, this model as well, which is which is really interesting. Uh, Mustafa, really great to chat. Thank you so much for your time. No, it's, always been, uh, it's been great. Thank you. The Today's Conveyancer podcast is available on your preferred podcast provider. It's also available on the Today's Conveyancer website. Thank you very much indeed for listening in and we'll be back again soon. You're listening to the Today's Conveyancer podcast, the leading source of information for residential property lawyers in England and Wales. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todaysconveyancer.co.uk. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.